Hola, everybody. Welcome to the Unicorn Millionaire Podcast. I'm your host, Charlie Stover. I'm a non-binary Latinx money coach helping my first-gen clients become millionaires. I'm a formerly undocumented Mexican-American and currently digital nomad traveling all over the world. And I'm super excited to have you here along with me on my journey. I talk about personal finance, money mindset, working, unicorns, rainbows, you name it. We're here, we're queer, and we are going to build wealth for ourselves and our communities. So today's podcast episode is called You Deserve to Build Wealth. I wanted to talk about this today because I had the pleasure of being on my friend Marnie's podcast. Marnie is a dear healer friend. We've already done IG Live together in person. I met her uh, here in Thailand on a yoga retreat and we vibed immediately. Like one time I was on mushrooms and she wasn't, but we still had a really deep conversation about life and the universe. She is my people. And she had me on her podcast called The Golden Thread. And I was elated to be her first guest in like months. Like, how cool is that? (laughs) And one of the questions she asked me that stuck out to me was, what's the one thing that you think is stopping people from building wealth? And I said that it's the thought that money is evil and that rich people are evil. And that's just straight up not true. It's a lie that capitalism wants you as a first-gen marginalized person to believe so that you don't pursue wealth, (laughs) so that you stay small. And this is something I'm super passionate about as somebody who was told to shut up as a kid, to stay small, to shrink myself, to not be myself, to not talk about money, to not talk about being queer, to not talk about being trans. Always don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. And it was always just people projecting their insecurities onto me. So I wanted to normalize that money is not evil. Money is just energy. It's a vehicle that people use that flows to you and through you. It's never actually yours because it's always an exchange. Money is an invention that humans came up with in order to be able to exchange goods. Way back in the Bible days, back when people didn't have sunscreen, people would just exchange shit. (laughs) Oh, you got a sugar, I got some pretty jewelry, let's exchange shit. And then people just came up with money. That's all it is, it's an exchange. But people attach so much emotion to money because of the ways we were raised, because of the ways in which our parents talked about money. (laughs) If you're listening to this, your parents probably didn't talk about money until it was mm, urgent and last minute. And it was always associated with negative emotions. People were talking about money, they were pissed off. A fight happened. So your brain was hardwired to believe that Oh, money talk equals bad equals fight or flight equals scary. And that's a pattern that you can start breaking today that I help my clients break. It's all learned behaviors and limiting beliefs. And it's up to us as adults to take responsibility for the things that we can control and to change our thoughts. I think the biggest lie I heard growing up was that people don't change. 
<laughs> and that's so not true. People change all the time. I'm evolving as a person every single day. I'm constantly evolving and challenging my limiting beliefs and letting go of my past self and becoming the person that I want to be in the future. And money is a big part of that. I have a big healing energy. And at the end of the day, I'm really a life coach. I help people heal themselves through the avenue of money. But that's the first idea that I want to plant in your head, that money is not evil. There's billionaires out there fucking up the planet, but there's also rich people out there starting nonprofits, donating money to charity, helping family members who are less fortunate. My clients are donating thousands of dollars to indigenous rights causes, to trans rights causes. So money is not evil. Money can actually help you do more good. And especially if you come from a marginalized community, I'm not even worried about you becoming fucking Dr. Evil with your money. People think that more money will change your values, but that's not true. Building wealth has allowed me to be excited about my future because I'm planning for my retirement. I'm maxing out my 401k, my IRA, my brokerage accounts pop in. So I'm not as worried about what 75-year-old Charlie is going to do to pay the bills. Like, I got myself. And that allows me to give time to breathe and take care of myself and also the people around me. As a business owner, I'm not exploiting labor. I'm not underpaying people. If I need help with my business, it's always I'm helping marginalized people. So I did my taxes with Sonia Castellan Tax Services. Shout out to Sonia. She's awesome. Latina-owned tax preparer. And it was really interesting going through my tax return for, for 2022 and just reflecting on my wealth building journey through my business. Like I've got the investments down and that's what I help my clients with. When I say investing, I see investing as not just in the stock market, but people come to me at first, they think that that's what that involves. And I show my clients how to invest in the stock market to make sure your, your future self is good. But there's so many other ways to invest in yourself. And for me, investing in myself is my business because I'm hopping on here and doing free podcasts, free lives, constantly dropping gems of knowledge for free and normalizing as a trans person that it's okay and that we should talk about money to uplift our communities and be more socially conscious in that way instead of just worrying about which companies are being quote unquote socially conscious when in reality they're all exploiting labor at some level and you never know what's really going on at a company or at a nonprofit. I have my own thoughts about the nonprofit industrial complex. In my opinion, it's just as bad or even worse than the private sector because they're not even compensating people properly for their labor. At least in the private sector, they're compensating people more for their labor and providing more benefits. Um, that's a whole other TED talk. So you deserve to build wealth. And what does that look like? That means believing that money isn't evil, that you won't become an evil person if you start accessing more money and building wealth. And once you start investing and you're seeing how quickly your money can grow in your sleep by you not doing anything but clicking a couple buttons, that's a big mind fuck at first when you realize that more work doesn't equal more money. You just have to be smarter with your money. That's a game changer.
But also the other point that I want to make is that you have to find community in your wealth building journey. I've had some people say that, oh, you know, I look up to you, you've taught yourself so many things, you're self-taught, and that's a lie. <laughs> Nothing about me is self-taught. In order to become a money coach, I had to work as a stockbroker and I had to learn so many things. I had to make many mistakes with, with my money. I had to study for exams. I had to take licensing exams. I failed one licensing exam once. I almost lost my job, but luckily I passed it the second time and was able to keep my job. I was constantly learning. And in business, it's the same. I'm always asking for help now, and we can always get better at that, especially if you grow up with scarcity mindset, tumultuous immigrant background. It's hard asking for help because we've had to do so much ourselves and see our parents do things themselves and not ask each other for help, especially if your parents saw each other as the enemy and they didn't treat each other like a partnership. <laughs> all this stuff definitely affects how you view money. But it's all right. It's time to unlearn what we did and take what we want to take with us and leave behind the limiting thoughts and the stresses that aren't serving us on our wealth building journeys. So I mentioned that, that I get help with everything, with my taxes, I used to do my taxes myself when I worked the nine to five, but now as a business owner, I've had to hire accountants because the tax game is completely different as a business owner. And it's been this whole other world of learning about tax write-offs and how to not pay as much in taxes and how to be strategic. So I hire a tax planner, Sonia, to help me not just do my taxes come tax time, but we talk all year long. We meet at the start of the year and we do a check-in later on to plan our taxes so that we can see how much I should budget for in taxes. And I'm still paying taxes um, throughout the year, but things come up. And so it really helps me to feel like I'm in community and doing this with somebody else who's on my team who can help take the stress out of tax time because we all know how stressful tax time can get. <laughs> so it's really empowering to to ask for help but also to pay somebody in my community women-owned business women of color owned business hell yeah i'm already supporting my community by asking for help so it's this beautiful form of mutual aid that i'm all about that i get way more excited about than like stock picking <laughs> because i know that my money is directly helping people and helping me build wealth and that's the point of building wealth is to do it together. It's not about us. It's not about us, like just individually making more money or whatever. That's some like white dude shit that I'm not about. Hoarding money is the problem. Building wealth is not. If you're stuck in your scarcity mindset and hoarding tens of thousands of dollars because you're, you're too scared of losing it all, that's hurting you and your community. It's hurting you because your cash is losing value to inflation. Even if you have a 4 or 5% interest rate right now, you're still losing value to inflation. And what are you doing with that money to help others when it's just sitting there? So that motivates me to, to invest in myself and in my community because we're not out here to hoard wealth. There's a difference between hoarding wealth and, and building wealth. 
that I want you to have very clear in your head as a motivator for why you should also pursue investing and building wealth. So I met with Sonia the other day um, just to go over tax returns and I wanted to share some numbers with you because I'm hella transparent. <laughs> I'm just not gonna tell you my social, but everything else I'm pretty open book because this is how I've normalized investing for myself. When I worked as a stockbroker, it helped me to see other casual millionaires and their money. And I realized, oh, these casual millionaires, there's nothing special about them. <laughs> I could do the same shit they're doing now that I have the access to the knowledge of how to build wealth. So I wanted to share some reflections and some numbers from my 2022 year as a business owner. So 2022 was my second official year in business. My first year in business, it was all about just elevating from side hustle status to believing that I was a legit business and stopped calling myself a small business because there's nothing small about what I do at all. <laughs> I'm making a huge impact in the world and in my community. And if you have a business, stop calling yourself small too. There's nothing helpful about calling yourself small. That just limits you. I have a business. So my first year, I remember being in grad school, getting my master's, starting my side hustle, doing like one-off money coaching sessions here and there, charging like 30 bucks, 50 bucks here and there. I definitely had demand and I didn't have to really market myself because I was undercharging. And it was really easy for me to get clientele because I was charging way too little. And I don't regret that. When you're starting a business, it's okay to undercharge because it's more important for you to get that experience and talking to people and see the patterns of how people think and what problems do they come to you with versus what do they actually want help with, which is a big difference. Everybody comes to me because they want help investing, but in reality, they just need somebody on their team who they can talk about money with every two weeks who will celebrate their wins and normalize talking about money in a strategic, productive way. It's never about the numbers because you can be making six figures, making hella money, and you'll still feel like shit about your money if you feel like you're doing this alone. So it's, it's interesting to see what people come to me with versus what they need. I give them not what they want, I give them what they need. So I help my clients not only save for their own retirements, but some of my clients help their parents open retirement accounts, especially in the Latino community. Latino parents are hella young. My mom's like 54. I've helped clients who are my age who've helped their parents in their 50s also open retirement accounts. Or if you have your younger siblings or chosen family, shout out to my chosen family, we can all help each other open accounts and build wealth. And that starts with us normalizing the conversation and talking about it instead of being afraid of how we're being perceived because there's nothing good that came out about you know we don't talk about bruno we don't talk about money like that nothing good ever comes out about us staying silent when it comes to our money it's too urgent it's not about us it's about others and how can we help others if we just stay silent so so asking for help is really important and that's what helped me elevate my business. I was going from cute, like oh, $100, $200 here and there to investing in my first business coach in 
February of 2021, I hopped on a call with my business coach, Kat Del Carmen. She didn't have her price on her website. Uh, it just said, this is a four-figure investment. And I was like, okay, sure. Let's just hop on a call to see how it will feel to talk to somebody who can see the potential in my business. Because people are congratulating me about my business. They're asking how many clients I have. And at the time when I was first starting, I was undercharging and I was swamped with clients. <laughs> I had carpal tunnel because I was, um, my demand was higher than my ability to give in a healthy way. That's all I was taught. I was taught to undervalue myself. I was taught not to say no. I was taught not to raise my prices or talk about shit and just be grateful I had money and had a job. But just being grateful is not going to help you to the socially conscious unicorn millionaire status that you deserve to get to. You can't save your way to millionaire status. You have to invest in yourself and in the stock market. There's no other way to do it unless you receive generational wealth through property, knowledge, or money. You can't save your way to being a millionaire. And in this economy, if you want to retire early, you're going to have to be a millionaire or multimillionaire. With the way inflation is and the prices of everything, it's going to be a no-brainer. So I want to start destigmatizing that. Everybody wants to say they want to retire early, but no one wants to say they want to be a millionaire because they don't want to appear evil, but it's the same fucking thing. <laughs> okay. So... My first year of my business, I remember selling $3,000 of my Tesla stock in my brokerage account. I met with Kat Del Carmen. Uh, she was like, I'm charging $3,000 for this. I was like, okay, cool. And I wasn't looking at it as like, oh my God, I need to make my money back. What if I fail? No, I decided this was going to be a solid investment. And I decided to gift myself um, this. Somebody in the chat saying, what services do you offer now? I offer money coaching. My only program is six months of one-on-one -on -one money coaching where we talk about money mindset, credit cards, investing in the stock market, and entrepreneurship. But if you want to book a call, there's a link in the show notes where we can chat about your money goals and helping you level up your money in that way. I'm on your team. So that's the service that uh, I offer right now. If you're listening on the podcast, I like to do IG lives at the same time as podcasts and repurpose this stuff. And I love it because people join and ask me questions. So yeah, thank you for that question. Um, what was I saying? Yeah. So way back in 2021, Kat was like, yeah, I charged three G's and I didn't even hesitate. I just felt like it was the right decision. I felt like I didn't want to stay small and and just be okay with treating my business like a side hustle and charging $30 or $50 an hour. I knew there was more potential, but I didn't know what that looked like because I didn't have anybody in my friend circle who could see the potential. All of my friends were very supportive um, that I was just like getting paid on Venmo when I first started my business and that I even had clients like, I love that my friends celebrated me and told me how cool it was that I was doing, but that wasn't enough for me. I needed to be in a social circle where people were making thousands of dollars in their businesses and fueling their lives from their businesses. That was what the universe was, was telling me, that there's more potential. There's more here. Don't just stay small because if you stay small with a side hustle, you're going to have to work for somebody else. 
to pay the bills. And I never fit in at the nine to five. I have always hated all of my nine to five jobs. I've always struggled um, in that sense. So yeah, I invested $3,000 because I had stock in my brokerage account that I sold. And I remember it was after hours at the time I was living remotely in Playa del Carmen, Mexico, since I'm a dual citizen. And I was just chilling on the beach and I was like, okay, the stock market's closed because it was after 4 p.m. Eastern. It was around five or six. I liked going to the beach to watch the sunset and get all zen. And um, yeah, I knew how to sell my stock. I didn't have to wait until the next day. I was like, all right, it's after hours trading. Let me sell all of my Tesla stock that had grown substantially. Thank God I sold it because Tesla and all these other tech stocks were overinflated at the time. So I'm so glad I decided to, to sell it off when it was popping because Tesla is not popping anymore. Um, and if you hear me investing in this, the money that I'm investing in Tesla doesn't actually go to Tesla. <laughs> so I'm not giving Elon Musk my money. When I invest in Tesla, I'm giving my money to some random person or company or computer on the internet that is exchanging money for the stock. It's like playing cards. So investing in a company is actually less beneficial than me going and buying a Tesla. You buying a piece of a Target stock or Nike stock is going to benefit the company less than if you go and spend $1,000 uh, a year at Target, which is the average, <laughs> what the average person spends at Target. You're supporting fossil fuel companies by filling up your tank, by taking a plane ticket, by riding a bus. You're supporting oil more in that way than you are by buying oil stock. And it's not your fault. We've all <laughs> had to use fossil fuels at some point in our lives. But I want to make that clarification that when I invest in Tesla, I'm just making money off these rich white men's companies. I'm not actually giving that company money. And it felt really powerful for me to be able to go into my brokerage account and just sell my stock in order to invest in the Latina owned business. Like how cool is that to be able to take the rich white men's company money and invest it in a Latina owned business that's going to help me build wealth through my business that helps other people build wealth. Like, that turns me on so much more than just like day trading and shit. <laughs> when we see ourselves as the socially conscious funds, as the sources of our wealth, it's a game changer and it's a lot more exciting to fantasize about the future when you're in alignment with yourself in an integrity with what you're doing with your money. So I ended up making $7,500 the next month because I listened to my coach. I showed up, I asked questions. I blew up her phone with text because she had the option of you can WhatsApp me and text me in between calls. And I used that shit and I'm so happy. Le saqué el jugo. I said, paquete. It was only three months. Uh, but that year, 2021, I made about $45,000. Because I spent the $3,000 thanks to my brokerage account, I was able to take this, this, this rich white man company money and transfer the wealth to a uh, BIPOC owned business and then help my business. It helps other marginalized people, LGBTQ, BIPOC people build wealth. And so my 
my first legit year of business was all about figuring out how to hop on lives and talk about my business and market myself and just play around and see what worked. And I definitely made mistakes. I was growing, but I'm so proud that I just showed the fuck up. When all the thoughts told me that, oh no, don't do a live. No one wants to hear that. It's like, no, <laughs> my words are magic in any language. I have so much value that comes out of me every time I hop on a live, every time I post, I'm sharing knowledge to everybody, not just my paying clients. Like I give value to everybody who stumbles upon my Unicorn Millionaire podcast or my Instagram. And this is the way that I'm talking to myself now that has been very intentional. This is not how I've used to talk to myself. When I was first starting my business, I was a lot harder on myself. And I would still hesitate. And I, I, there were lives that I didn't do because I was like, mm, that's not good enough. And I still might do that, but I do that less. And I'm more aware of how I talk to myself. As a business owner, you have to hype yourself up because you are the brand. You are the business. Um, and that's something that I feel like when you're marginalized, when you're taught all your life to shut up and hide, it's hard. But once you allow yourself to do that by being in community with other people like you, then you become unstoppable and step into your purpose, which is what I'm doing now. So that was my first year in business. Then in 2022, I invested, <laughs> went from investing like three or 4K in coaching in 2021 to investing like 26K in coaching in 2022. I went coaching cray cray. I was hiring coaches all over the place. And at the root of that was that I didn't feel like I deserved to hold on to my money. That I felt like, oh, it's so fun investing in my community. Let me make money so I can just invest in coaching. And in retrospect, that was the lesson that needed to be learned. But now I'm a lot more intentional about allowing myself to hold on to money and internalizing that belief that I'm not evil with more money. More money will help me buy my own property, buy my own house, because that is a basic human right that should be given to all people is having your own home outright so that we're not just paying somebody else's mortgage and paying rent for the rest of our lives. So that is something that I've been very intentional on this year is allowing myself to make money, but also hold money so that I can buy uh, a property. Because as a business owner, I'm going to need to pay myself more and show bank statements to show that I can get a mortgage. And luckily, my credit scores pop in. My credit score is 800 right now because I pay all my credit cards off in full on time every month. So that's already going to give me a better interest rate. But paying myself more will help me show the banks that they can give me more money. I applied for a mortgage for the first time in my life in November just to see what would happen. And I got more than I thought I would, which was zero. I thought I'd get zero, but I ended up getting approved for 120K loan, which depending on where you are in the States, that's nothing, or it can be a lot. But I was like, okay, I see with the income I have that I'm paying myself now, only qualifying for 120K. Let me just pay myself more. And that equals investing less in coaching, but I will never not invest in coaching anymore. The worst months of my life were when I felt like when I decided to stop investing in coaching and I really felt alone in my business and I would spiral and get in my own thoughts. And that's not something I ever want to go through again. So I'm currently enrolled in a six month business coaching mastermind with my first business coach, Kat Carmen. And it's so nice to meet every week with other people 
who have their struggles and imposter syndrome and things come up as business owners, but I know I'm not alone. And that's what helps me on my wealth building journey so that I don't get overwhelmed. This feeling of, oh, I'm the only one doing this because we're not alone, even though it might feel like it sometimes. Capitalism wants you to feel like you're alone so that you feel like you have a void you need to fill by buying shit you don't need. So I fill that void by finding community with other people online. And I'm trying to move to LA in May so that I can feel in-person community because I've been traveling in Southeast Asia for almost seven months now. And it's been great, but I really do miss my Latino people. I miss perreo. I miss speaking in Spanish. I haven't eaten a good taco in like seven months love Asia. It's so safe here and the people are so kind, but I am realizing that being in a Latinx environment does fill my cup up. And that's something that is really important part of my identity. So I'm excited to go back to that and building in-person community because it's popping online, pero me falta eso de la, lo de la, las cosas in persona, you know? So... So for 2022, we were looking when I was doing my taxes at the sales. I ended up making $61,731 for my business, but I invested almost half of that in business coaching. Um, and I actually ended up having a loss of about $7,500, which was strategic. And by loss, that means that I was just writing off a lot more things than I was allowing my company to keep my money. I was also paying myself my salary as a person instead of a business. My, my in-person salary was a little less than $20,000, but I still maxed out my Roth IRA for the seventh year in a row back then. I put in $6,000 so that I could make sure my future self was good. I didn't make a lot, but I was hyper strategic with every cent I made and having a brokerage account really allowed me to, to not worry so much about money. I could sell my stock and having an emergency fund help too, especially since the stock market has been on sale. <laughs> you can say down, but I'd say it's on sale because shit's still popping. It's still like, the prices are still lower than they were a year ago. So it's the time to buy. Instead of being all sad and scared about it, now is the time to buy in the stock market. If you're thinking about investing, you should be investing. And if you wanna get started, work with me one-on-one -on -one or join my masterclass. And I'll talk about that at the end of the podcast. I have a masterclass on investing on April 27th. If you listen to this after the fact, I'm going to have the recording up on my website, but I'd love to see you there. Uh, yeah. So that we can get you investing. So I'll talk more about those details at the end. Um, so it was interesting to see that in 2021, I made a 10K profit because I didn't understand how to write things off. You can write things off like your cell phone bill and your computer and coaching, which I didn't know a lot of these things until I changed accountants and it felt like I could strategize my taxes and have somebody who was really on my team. This year I was at a loss, which is normal. After my second year in business, having a loss is completely normal, especially when you're starting your own business. But we can't be having a loss every year because that'll raise a red flag to the IRS and they're going to be like, mm, the point of business is to eventually make money and make a profit. Why are you still at a loss? It looks like you're just trying to write shit off. So for this year, my goal was just to be reach a profit and pay myself more by allowing myself to hold on to more money. So 
I hope you're grasping all of these moving parts and how I see money as something that can help me instead of something to stress out about because I've made money my bitch and my clients make money their bitch. We are not just sitting around wondering what to do with our money. We are working on our mindset, but we're also doing things with our money. I walk my clients through how to buy stock, how to open an account. We work a lot on our thoughts and our feelings, but also we get shit done because we have no time to waste anymore. And we can't just sit here and talk about money. We have to take actions as small as they are because those actions will compound onto themselves for decades. I have invested a dollar at a time because I know that a dollar invested is going to grow to $10 to $100 in the future. A dollar sitting in cash in your wallet is going to be worth like 94 cents in a year. That's how urgent investing is and that's how I treat any dollar amount, whether it's a dollar or $10,000. So I'm proud of myself for making 61K last year. Even though my goal was 100K, I set pretty lofty goals, but in retrospect, I understand why I, I didn't hit that goal. I also shut down my sales. <laughs> Talk about <laughs> money trauma. I remember in July, my July was my hottest month. It was fuego. I was living in DC. Life was popping. I was going dancing up at the brunch. I did an awesome workshop and I signed like five clients in a month. It was basically half my business revenue came to me all of a sudden in an influx and I lost my shit. The definition of trauma is too much too fast and that can apply to good things as well. So I did not foresee that I'd make so much money in a short amount of time. It was like $21,000 or more, $28,000. And I remember just like, being like, all right, I'm going to Taiwan and taking a month off and shutting down my sales call page. And that was, that was self-sabotage because I didn't know how to process and handle my emotions. Even though I did get coached on it, my brain just did not want to listen to my business coach who I was paying $10,000 for at the time. Um, I was paying $10,000 and even though I fucked up and made mistakes, I still ended up making $43,000 in that six month container too. That's why it's important to reflect on my money mistakes so that I don't repeat them because your brain doesn't understand the difference between something that's familiar and healthy. It's just going to repeat what's familiar because that's all it knows. But when you're building wealth, you can't just repeat what's familiar. That's just going to keep you stuck. So lesson learned. <laughs> I'm allowing myself to keep money and to take ownership of all the money I create because when you're a business owner, Especially when you have a massive influx of money, your brain's going to be an asshole and be like, oh, this was a fluke. This isn't going to happen again because your brain wants to, you to stay small. That's all it is. But the more I do this, the more I expect my brain to just come up with these very predictable thoughts because it gets scared and wants me to stay small. But I, as a coach, have no interest in you staying small and I have no interest in me staying small. So that's not going to work out. It's up to me to choose new thoughts. Like I deserve all the wealth I create. I have been intentional about my business. I constantly tell people about what I do. My words are magic in any language, which has allowed me to record podcasts in English like this one, but also three podcasts in Spanish. <laughs> like I have to reflect on my wins and just 
tell myself how proud I am of myself, especially when you're first gen and the first to do the most and make the most in your family and go to therapy. I want you to reflect on all the cool ass shit that you've done that no one else in your family has done before. And that list can be pretty extensive. <laughs> I'm like, damn, what else do I want to put on that list? <laughs> so yes, you deserve to build wealth. Money is not evil. And building wealth in community is the shit. We can't do this alone. I'm not self-taught. I've invested last year almost 30K in therapy and coaching so that I could evolve as a business owner and as a human too. So that is that on that. So yeah, last year made about 61K, had a loss. And, and I chuckled when Sonia and I looked at my, my other forms because you have to submit your bank statements, like the interest rates that you make at the bank. So I bank with Ally. That's where my emergency fund is, where the cash is. I always say this, that your cash can have a pop in interest rate because these banks love telling you when they raise interest rates. Still a scam. Your cash is still losing value to inflation, which is at about 6.5% right now. Um, <laughs> and we looked at how much interest I made last year from my Ally account, and I just laughed because it was $34. <laughs> $34 is a joke. This is an example of how you can't just put your money in a savings account when expected to take you to millionaire status and partying on a yacht. Like, no, you have to invest in the stock market, in yourself, in your business. You have to diversify your income streams. I laughed at that $34 in bank interest because I, that's how much my stock pays out in dividends like every month. Like, just in a year alone, in, in quarterly dividends every three months, the total amount I'm supposed to get just by the payout of my stocks is, is going to be more than $1,000. And that's going to keep growing. The more money I put in my investment accounts, the more that money is going to compound and grow onto itself. It's like a savings account on steroids, but it can also be volatile. It, my, my accounts can be up by 5Gs in a day, and they can be down by 5Gs in a day. But we need to get used to those fluctuations now because when you have $100,000, that's what the fluctuations will look like. When you're at $500,000, times that by five, your investments might be down by $25,000 in a day or up by $25,000 in a day. The millionaire level, up and down by $50,000 in a day, emas. So you have to start expecting the volatility and not making anything about you and getting into the scarcity. That's literally how the stock market was engineered to function. The stock market was established by white land-owning slave owners who, of course, they wanted people to stay out of their form of building wealth and keep it exclusive. And thanks to the internet, thanks to people like me, we are breaking down those barriers and making it known that investing can and should be for everybody. These white men just continue to use these fancy, intimidating white men words to talk about things like expense ratio when it just means the cost of an investment so that you feel too scared to invest in it so that you don't see how easy it can be to build wealth in your sleep because that's what investing is. Your money will grow itself. Just like you you get excited to see how much interest it's paying out in your savings account. I don't even look at that really. I don't care because it's losing value to inflation. I look at how much my investments are growing just through the dividends and I also make a profit when my stocks grow because you make money from stocks 
in two ways, from literally the value that grows. Like when Apple first started trading, I don't know, it was probably $2 a share. Now it's like hundreds of dollars a share. Times that by a thousand shares. <laughs> like this money grows depending on how many shares you have is the thing. So that's how much your money can grow. When you invest, the more you invest and play your cards right, but also look at investing for the long term. That's gonna, what's going to help you build wealth instead of being scared about it because it's really not that scary. Like I show my clients how to invest and what these words really mean and they all are just like, oh, that's it. I didn't know investing could be this easy. <laughs> it's just a scam with how they try to intimidate you into thinking that you shouldn't be investing because it's scary and all the charts and percentages and it's really not that, that scary. I'll show you what to actually look for when you're shopping for stocks. So yeah, building wealth is not scary when you do it in community with other like-minded people. When I saw that figure of me investing 26K in coaching, it was because I wasn't getting what I needed to level up as a business owner from my current social circle. I needed to pay to access the spaces of other like-minded people who wanted to, to expand their businesses. and go from side hustle to six-figure business or multiple six-figure business to hopefully million-dollar business, multi-million-dollar business in the future. And you can't do that by just staying stuck with the same people you went to high school with. You have to pay to access spaces unless you're born a millionaire and already have access to these spaces. Like I wasn't, so I will gladly pay to enter these spaces, especially when they're run by BIPOC. Like I'm so down <laughs> to pay money to be in these spaces with other like-minded people that aren't afraid of building wealth, that don't just guilt each other into asking for more money. I'm just like, I know what that's like and being around people that call themselves broke and poor, even when they have money and have homes, like that is not for me. I don't share those broke millennial memes because I don't think they're funny. I think people share those broke millennial themes with each other because it's like that self-deprecating humor where people don't want to appear cocky and exploitative, but it's really just hurting each other when we share that toxic poverty shit about us because we would be so pissed if white men were sharing memes about how marginalized people are all broke, right? We would be pissed <laughs> if they talked about us in that way. So why are we internalizing that and talking about ourselves in that way? I have no interest in you staying small, calling yourself poor, or waiting to live in alignment with yourself. When life is so short and precious, knowing what you even want is the first step. But when you're delaying that process, that's on you, that you need to figure out and come to, come to terms with, because you're the one that's stopping yourself. Not your partner, not all these other people and friends that don't know what it's like to invest in themselves. You have to believe that investing is a good decision for you and only you and stop looking for external validation. I remember when I invested the 10K in business coaching and my ex at the time, my uh, partner was like, fuck that for group. And she was an entrepreneur who'd also invested in business coaching. And she projected her insecurity onto me and said, I would never pay $10,000 for a group coaching program. If I had listened to her, I would have been fucked, but I didn't listen to her because 
I knew that she was just projecting her insecurities onto me and she did not know what was possible. I knew what was possible for myself. I believed in myself. I had my own back. And I ended up making $43,000 in six months from that investment. So stop listening to the people that don't see and support your full potential because that's not going to help you on your wealth building journey. You need to surround yourself with other people where it's not a thing. It's not a bad thing to talk about money, where you're encouraged to talk about money, where you're encouraged to negotiate your salary and raise your prices and get a prenup. It frustrates me that sometimes I'm the only friends <laughs> for my other friends that, that ask, do you have a prenup? Are you protecting yourself? Some people are like, oh, a prenup's not romantic. Getting divorced and being left with nothing is not romantic, okay? <laughs> a prenup is just a form of protecting yourself financially. So stop listening to what the, the crabs in the bucket, they're trying to pull you down and keep you down because that's all they know. So stop listening to those people. If I'd listened to those people, I would not be sitting on this live in Thailand talking to you about how I sold $3,000 in stock to pay for my, my business coach. That's helped me make over $100,000 in sales as a self-funded business owner in two years. Would not have happened. It's thanks to surrounding myself with like-minded people who believe in building wealth together and supporting me and encouraging me. That's how I'm here today and sharing that with you to show you that it is possible, but you have to believe in yourself and stop looking for outside validation is the lesson of the day at Charlie school. Oh, <laughs> so yeah, I hope you've learned a lot from my reflections as a business owner and, and that you see that wealth building can mean so many things but it doesn't have to be bad. Money doesn't make you an evil person. There's people with no money who do evil shit. There's people with no money who do great things. There's people with a lot of money who do evil shit. There's people with a lot of money who do amazing things. So which of those do you want to be? It's always a choice. So if you'd like to learn more about how to sell your stock to invest in yourself like I did when I sold three G's from my brokerage account to basically start my entrepreneurship journey in 2021. I want to share with you what it looks like to have a brokerage account, to see your brokerage account as like a hybrid savings account where you can sell stock without penalties, without having to be 59, because it's not a retirement account. So in a brokerage account, there's also no income limits like there are in a Roth IRA or in a 401k. You can be a millionaire and invest as much as you want in a brokerage account. And you can sell your stock at any time once it's grown so that you can pay for your expenses. But the point of it is so that it can grow over time. 2021, I made 7K in profit from stocks in my brokerage account when the stock market was popping. Last year I had like a $500 loss, but that's fine because I'm going to pay less in taxes. So I'm inviting you to that masterclass on April 27th in the evening. It's going to be recorded, but I'd really love to, to meet you in person <laughs> on Zoom, I mean, so that 
you can come and ask questions and dialogue with me and say, how does this really work? Can you explain that again? What do you think about this? I love doing Q and A's in my master classes and hosting them and hosting this space. We're talking about wealth is not only normal, it's sexy and it's encouraged and it's exciting. It's so important to be around other people who see investing in that way. It can be scary, but it's less scary when you're around other people who it's normal and you clearly see a pattern of how, how I've sold my stock to level up my business, how I invest in coaching to level up my business so that the wheels start turning and it becomes possible and normal for you to start treating your money this way in flow and directing it and knowing what every dollar is doing it for you at all times instead of just YOLOing it and winging it and, and expecting somebody to come save you because it's not going to happen. Waiting is not going to fund your, your, your brokerage account or your retirement account. Investing poco a poco in a brokerage account, that's what will allow you to have that financial freedom to be able to say no to shit that doesn't serve you, but also yes to the stuff that scares you but excites you. And I want to take you down that path of that scary excitement that's in alignment with you. So yeah, join my masterclass. It's called Brokerage Accounts at the Six Figure Level. You don't need to be making six figures to join. You don't need to be a stockbroker to join. You don't need to have any experience necessary. There's nothing to prep in advance. Just show up, be present, and ask me questions so that we can get the ball rolling and so that you can start exposing yourself to the language of investing from somebody who's Latinx, who's trans, who's marginalized, but whose investments are popping and they're going to keep growing on themselves. So yeah, I'll put the link to sign up for that masterclass in the show notes. Um, hop over to my Instagram at Traveler Charlie. It's always popping. Uh, I love sharing my life with you, my travels, my cat, my investments. And if you go to the link in my bio on my Instagram, that gives you a link to my mailing list, which is popping. We have over 400 subscribers on my mailing list so that you can get the updates on blog posts, on giveaways, on my master classes, and stay up to date with everything that's going on in the unicorn millionaire universe. All right. You're not evil for wanting to build wealth. Building wealth in, in community is where it's at. And I'll see you at my masterclass. Okay. Have a great day, everybody. Bye. The information contained in the Unicorn Millionaire podcast is provided for general informational use only. Your purchase, download, and use of this material does not constitute a client relationship. The views expressed by the Unicorn Millionaire podcast hosts and guests are not intended to constitute accountant, legal, tax certified financial planner, stock advisor, or other professional advice. Users of this podcast material should not act upon this information. Users of this podcast material should do their own due diligence by independently verifying all information products, and services mentioned with their own qualified professionals before making any decisions. We assume no responsibility for information contained in the Unicorn Millionaire podcast and disclaim all liability with respect to errors, inaccuracies, omissions, misleading, or defamatory statements. Users of this podcast accept and understand the terms of the disclaimer.